Welcome to another session with Coach Kathy. In this episode, I have my co-host back with me, Sherry Cannon, and we are going to talk about connection. We're going to talk about self-discovery. We're going to talk about self-reflection, a whole bunch of stuff that I think um, our listeners can relate to. So stay throughout this journey with us. Um, and um, there's going to be a lot of raw sharing that's going to go on here between two women that are ADHD, late in life diagnosed, um, but uh, the, the journey continues, right? Like just because you have been late in life diagnosed, um, your brain has been your brain all along and you have had to live with this and figure this out as, as much as you could. Mm -hmm. And the, the light bulb kind of goes off when you get the diagnosis. So I digress, but stick around to, to, to this whole story. It's an interesting one. I want to start with the concept or the importance of connection. So one thing about connection that comes up for me is how in times of craziness, I want to say, in times of personal struggle, how do we connect with each other? How do we connect with ourselves? And this conversation with Sherry is about that, is to um, listen deeply with regards to some of the stuff that she went through uh, recently and her reflection, and even mine and my observation of what happens when we feel a little bit stuck and we want to move forward, but then we make all sorts of adjustment uh, assumptions and interpretations and so forth. Sherry, welcome. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Happy to be back with you. Um, yeah. So I love that. Um, so what I what what I want to go back to, Kathy, is this this conversation we had last week, right? <laughs> Which made us decide, hmm, that's interesting. So I just want to I want to say a, a couple of bits about that. I have loved for a long time this idea that I read in a little book that interviewed. Uh, people that had made it into their 90s and 100s. And I don't know if I have the book anymore, but one of one of the senior citizens in that book said that the most important thing to her had been to keep current with herself through life, through all the decades. And I remember like that was those were just words that kind of, you know, got in my brain and they've always stayed there. And now and now pandemic shutdown, world revolution, etc. um has has really created the, I guess, the excess of space for, for me to say, hmm, how current, right? How current am I staying? And so I put myself on a bit of a noticing exercise, you know, like we often will with, with clients and, you know, just to pay attention. And what came up for me is what I shared with you last week, right? Which was we had made, you know, I had had this plan and there were these things that I had told you were important to me to do posting here and doing that and starting this social media presence thing and then you didn't see any activity and I didn't produce any activity and when we came back together what I paid attention to and decided to just you know like take off the kimono and say hey um I wasn't in touch with you because it really occurred to me that when I wanted to kind of um explain what came in my head was, oh, Kathy, Kathy, look at Kathy. Kathy's all put together. Kathy has this, 
fabulous, um, uh, you know, digital uh, marketing experience. Kathy, uh, uh, Kathy knows her shit, right? Kathy just really does. She's got a kid. Look, she's doing all those things. I do not have a kid. I have cats. They're really independent, as we know. And all that kind of dropped into this place where I realized, wow, wow, wait a minute. Uh, I think I've done this a lot in life, right? This very unconscious, this part of the brain that this 95% part of our brain that's always processing that we have no awareness of. I thought, oh my God, it's like owning me. This idea that you who are such an important friend and colleague to me, that I would almost without a, a thought decide not to share with you the vulnerable part of how I was Mm, judging, shaming myself, you know, creating some kind of, I don't know, like, like, uh, like, a, like some kind of obstacle course, you know, that I'm supposed to jump through and you never, and none of that was in any way attached to you. And so I, when we sat down, right, what I, what I was proud of myself for was saying to you, I was kind of making this assessment that that's not a thing. You know, if I'm not going to produce a result, <laughs> and make you proud and all that stuff, then then your life is busy and I shouldn't bring that to you. And then that just brings up, so then where does that go? And in and in my mind, that goes into the big hairball behind me of unresolved stuff that that keeps me from keeping current. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it also and it also uh, uh, stunts our relationship. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole lot that you just unpacked in there. And thank you so much for, for sharing so openly and, and vulnerably because, uh, yeah, I relate, I relate to that in, in so many ways. I remember the, the days where I used to make so many assumptions about my friends who all had kids before me. I had a child late in life. They all had them earlier and they were working moms and also raising children and I had no children and I had a dog and you know I would do the same thing that you did where I'm like oh Kathy you know you don't even have kids you know what's your problem what's with what's with this procrastination what's with all of this and um w one thing that uh, that I wanted to bring up is as you were making those assumptions that week about you know Kathy's got her shit together chances are I probably didn't have my shit together <laughs> and I was probably all over the place too so isn't it so interesting that I think especially women, we sit back and we create this reality of, well, this makes sense. This is, this is my reality. This is what I'm going to believe in. And this is what I'm going to, with all conviction, convince myself that this is the way it is. So then I'm going to play small and I'm going to crawl in. And so did you get out of it, Sherry? How did you get out of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I have been, I've been trying to actually finish this awesome book by Jennifer Loudon, this Why Bother? What's your subtitle? Discover the Desire for What's Next. Why Bother? And every time that I recognize that I maybe am going to look at news, I just instead put on her audible book <laughs> and, and wherever she starts. And, and this, this whole idea of First, the attention to it, and then, and then the um, like when I was listening to you and I, when I was listening to both of us, 
this over this past week and now I get this picture of this this part of us that's still in there with a whip maybe it's a whip like in both hands you know that's mm -hmm. that's, that's still telling that still has a voice too loud of a voice right and it's saying things that are old they aren't current they're not even aligned with what I value or aspire to mm -hmm. in fact if anything I want more of those things out of my way because I want to become more discerning. I'd like to be gaining in wisdom, right? I'd like to be more at ease. And so what I, what I paid attention to from, from uh, the reading was this idea of first, just uh, seeing what is true about what we said we would do and, and then what happened. Mm -hmm. And knowing that yes, yes, to, to have an intention and then simply not follow through when it was important to us, can be a real break with self-trust. And, and I've always really resonated with that idea that I trust other people faster sometimes than I trust myself to, to actually deliver on new things or challenging things. And, and Jennifer's point was, so all that matters at that point is self-compassionate grit, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, wow, I'm curious. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder why a thing that I say is important to me, actually in practice isn't showing up that way. What, what is that? Um, and to explore and to, and to give, give self the opportunity to get off of that bandwagon completely and say, I don't, I don't think that's real anymore, right? Like that's not current maybe. Or yeah. I tried to bite off way a lot, you know, and then I got in my head. And so what if I took a, a much smaller bite? Yeah, I just asked Kathy to ride a shotgun with me while I do that <laughs> stuff on Zoom, right? Because she would do it. That's what you always show me. You'll do yeah. it. You yeah. have no judgment yeah. about it. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because that whole no judgment thing comes up, right? Is we assume that our friends, the ones that you actually should be reaching out, <laughs> um, are going to judge and are going to say, oh, well, get it together, you know? But, or why are you even, you know, complaining yeah. about this? Like you should complain. You're complaining? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And those are the ones that are actually the ones that are the safest to go to and say, hey, here's what's happening. Um, I just need a sounding board or I need to just check in and say, am I crazy or is this really a thing that I'm going through? Right. And the benefit of that conversation can save you from hours and hours of, like you said, the rumination, the, the self, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The self beatings. Yes, thank you. The self beatings that come with that. Yeah. Right. And it's, it, I love the, the whole self-compassion curiosity, because those are the two things that I really um, have learned to get along with these days. Um, so that if I do have an off week where mm -hmm. I'm not producing, I'm not, you know, being on top of my game, I wonder why that is. And then the reflection of, oh, the week before that, I just ran like a, you know, with my head cut off, like chicken with my head cut off. Mm -hmm. And it's just slow the heck down. Or the clarity of where's the vision? What are we trying to get to? What is all of this? about even right and i'm really admiring what you just said 
uh, I mean, in, in any kind of brain world, but for we who are neurodivergent, that just that accomplishment of saying, wait a minute, this feels not good. Why? Why did this, you know, what's up with this week? And then your ability, Kathy, like you just described to, to say <laughs> the week before it, it matters because it, it really created the way that I came into this one, right? That, that's like, I mean, really talk about an effective pause and ability to say, wait, 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 uh, how do I stay current with the Kathy that I'm forging? Because like you and I have talked, you have used these last two years mm-hmm. to, to really understand your new, your new life and yourself and, and to have that show up in your work. So I, I admire what is still kind of fragile. Like it doesn't mean it's always going to be there on, on call every week, mm-hmm. but for you to, to see it and look at that week before it. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, it is on call every week almost, you know, it's like, it's a, just because I study this stuff, just because I coach it, it doesn't mean we're, and you've been doing this for years, like decades that you, you have under your belt on, you know, coaching and, and helping people get out of their own way. So, I mean, that goes to show it doesn't matter how much experience we have. Hmm. Self right. is always evolving. Exactly. And, and this idea, I think, you know, what, what is truest for me, I understand at this point, is that I, I just have never done well. I'm allergic to conditions where I am expected to, or let's just be honest, I expect myself to step into some expert position and operate for in this um, <clears throat> disconnected, very wise, subjective manner. I can do it. You know, I mean, there are plenty of times where that's, I've been, I've been paid to do that, you know, where you're, right. you're facilitating, but in this work, you know, with where we are in the world, in all ways with our, our diverse differences in our brains, um, I just don't think it's a winning approach for me. <laughs> the winning approach for me is more, it's more interesting to, to find things like what just occurred for us in, in this and to celebrate the fact that we're sitting here, uh, not only talking about it, but sharing the conversation about it. And we're not even sure where the conversation is going to go. Mm-hmm. I like what you said about the, the not coming from a place of experts, you know, because that, that's true. I am no expert in ADHD coaching or ADHD. Um, Lord knows I'm not. I, I, I'm still learning and studying. And even the experts that have been doing it for years and years are still discovering new things. And so the, the, the whole uh, mastery, I guess, if we were to say, you know, being a guru or being a master of this, for me, true definition of that is you're always evolving. You're always learning. So we can't say, okay, I've made it when I am going to be best at uh, promoting my business through social media. That's not it at all. Because once that happens, this brain of mine is going to get bored and is going to say, okay, what's next? <laughs> Let's create something else, right? So knowing that, our, and especially with ADHD brain, we will always be looking for the next shiny thing. That's just the way it is. Except that, right. Right? And knowing then to tame it when it wants to, oh, you didn't reach that level yet. You, you're 
you start comparing so and so is doing it you're not doing it and i what i hear out of this from your share is finding your truth and your path through this of what makes sense for sherry and again to my listeners uh, to our listeners sherry has been doing this for years and years um executive coaching in silicon valley she's part of the adhd coach academy so there, there's a whole lot in her toolkit, but then she's still defining Sherry. Yeah, because it would be so, you're right, right? Because, and I know that with that comes up, I know that a tendency of that then is to not value or see what is there so clearly. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm also noticing on, you know, I'm giving myself a noticing exercise on that, right? Because that has a lot to do then with, okay, well, how do I bring that forward? And you and I, you know, it's our work, right? I mean, I reached out to you because you were in a class I was co-leading. And I found out that you were so early in the process of learning of adding ADHD knowledge to your rich coaching experience. When I found that out, that you were then doing a podcast mm-hmm. and you were talking about it regularly, that represented all the bravery mm-hmm. <laughs> that I most wanted to um Embody, you know, to like, like to to live from for myself and and to to be uh, to be in relationship with. And by the way, there's something else that popped up for me, and that is that this hairball thing. You know, like mm-hmm. hairballs just are always my image of. I think we create more of them, and by hairball, I mean like the things you look back at and you cannot see what they were supposed to teach you. So instead, you just know it's back there. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's got to be brushed out and processed, but you're kind of hoping maybe it doesn't. <laughs> maybe it was just a one off. But I think like you said earlier, when we when we unconsciously or consciously start deciding, can I tell Kathy that truth? Ah, oh, she, you know, I shouldn't waste her time with that. I'll go there. Well, what we might also be doing is just turning ourselves around from this keeping current going forward and finding someone who, yeah, it's going to be great to vent with us, but like like we both know, not in context, because yeah, they don't actually yeah. know this conversation or this relationship. And they haven't had me talking to them like you and I have been for, what, going on like nine months or close mm-hmm. to a year. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't been doing that with me. So I love that idea. And I heard it from you, Kathy, that mm-hmm. when, we, when we do that out of comfort, like, I'll go over there and I'll tell this friend. She's yeah, the water cooler conversations where everybody yeah. is like, whoa, me. There's my friend who's also got no kids, has cats. She'll understand, you know? Yeah. Well, then we go backwards because that, that doesn't stimulate or move us. And it doesn't challenge us and it doesn't grow anything. It's not that we can't need, we don't have times we just need to vent and be comforted because we do. Um, mm-hmm. but, but a constant choice that way has shown me how easy it is to just stop you know, and stay in that, that unchallenged place. Yeah. And, you know, it reminded me of, uh, uh the, the five friends that surround you are kind of like, they're, they're your influences of who you yeah. are. So kind of check in on who are those five friends that really you want to surround yourself with. And then say I think, about that. the five friends idea is that those, um, those people uh, represent. Well, and, and, uh, they, they kind of represent the essence of who you are. So if, if all five friends are always, woe me, life is shit, then you're going to see it that way. And mm-hmm. if all five friends are always, you know, there's, there's awesomeness out there, there's opportunity, they're, they're coming from a place of growth mindset, then you're kind of 
in that, surrounded with that. So, I mean, it, it makes me think of a, you know, that toxic work environment where by the water cooler, everybody's gossiping. And then there's a couple other people that are kind of standing over there and kind of doing amazing things. But the water cooler people are always like, oh, those guys, what are they? Oh, who are they? But what they don't understand is they're stuck at the water cooler where the other ones are focusing on the big picture and just not giving a crap about what's going on over here. And just kind of minding their own business, looking for opportunities. So in the case of this with friendships is really understanding the boundaries and the, the depth of friendships and relationships. Because I've actually talked about this with, with my clients too is, yes, we tend to have a hard time making friends as ADDers. I've seen that as a theme across. Mm-hmm. But also what kind of friendships can we make that can uplift us but then also knowing when to call on those friends that are should be there at the right time at the right place and having the trust that you've made this friendship because you know for this I can talk to this person for this I can talk to this person and there's no judgment um it kind of goes into I, I talk about the the social or the influencers around us and how they affect us and, and it's, it's my very first podcast episode I did, the six influences that affect ADHD. Mm-hmm. And one of the influencers is um, the social settings, your connections. And it goes back to that, is, is having powerhouse of friendships that you can continually lean into, mm-hmm. but then also creating that, you know, you could have a friend that you call once a year, but then when you open up, it's like the most amazing conversation. Right. And then off you go and there's no expectation, nothing. I just had that conversation Sunday with one of, with, with there you a friend of 20 years. And yeah. And, and then that. you hang up the phone and you don't know when you're going to call them again. That's right. And it yeah. doesn't matter at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I, it's I, interesting. I, the dynamics of, of friendships in times, especially of this kind of situation that we're all in. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, when you said that earlier about, you know, there's, there's having these friends, and then there's the act of, of accessing, of, of asking for something from them in our time of need. And I think you reminded me of a time about 20 years ago where I, I, I remember having this sense. It was very fleeting. It didn't last long. <laughs> but I had this sense that, aha. I, I now finally, I'm not traveling as much for my, my business. I, I have community. I have real community. I have friends here. They're, they're not on Zoom. You know, they're, they're right here. We didn't even have Zoom then. But, <laughs> but they were there. They were people I could go see and I could borrow things from and ask questions of. And I really felt like I had checked a box, you know, like, oh, good. You know, I'm now 40 and yay. You know, I, well, you know. That what I learned from that was some of the uh, one of those friendships in that group of like five is is now twenty years old and as strong as it could be. Um, but my idea of checking a box was was just an aspirational uh, wild you know uh, hair. <laughs> it was like, can you check a box in life you know and say that's done now you know moving mm-hmm. on that's all going to come with me. And the truth is that that imploded in all kinds of interesting ways, you know, relationship wise. And, and what I, I think comes from it for me is that when we are, when we know we are built, when this is what we want to build relationships like this, where we can talk through 
the gnarly stuff, as stuff we're not that proud of, and that we can start asking for what we need, mm -hmm. well, then we're never checking a box because at all times we are respecting and honoring what is, but we're also open for the fact that, yeah, you know, there may be a time I ask for something and I learn that, that that's not exactly what we do in this friendship. And mm -hmm. that's information that I also need too, because we're all changing, we're all moving. And I think uh, for me that, maybe that's always been like a safety, like a safety valve, you know, the idea that if, if you don't, if you don't go in too far into some of the relationships and they'll always be there. Well, they might always be there. They just won't be very deep. Yeah. You do have to chat. You have to, yeah, I've learned to be, be, be me, <laughs> you know, ask well, especially for with this, these, this day and age of technology and social media, yeah. the depth of friendships, sometimes it's, it, 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 it suffers, right? Because, you know, on, on social media, you could be showing all of these pretty pictures of all the things you've done. So your friends are going to say, oh, her life is good. And then all of a sudden, oh, what? You're getting divorced? Well, that wasn't on your feed, you know? And it's like, so it's, it's, it kind of goes both ways. And this is, is we assume, right? Like the assumption of, well, Kathy's got it together and she even has a kid. So what do I have to say? Which is so far from the truth of, no, Kathy doesn't have it together every day. I try to figure it out. Right, right. <laughs> you know? and isn't, isn't it bizarre that we, we could be where we are? I mean, it's, it's a thing intellectually that I think we as women, I, I think we mostly get it intellectually that, come on, there's, there's how we project. And then there's, you know, what is, also, what is truly real. Mm -hmm. But what, really, my own tendency to still have to snap myself out of it at times and remember that, wow, I just made up a whole story. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's making up a story that is just my creation and it's probably not a helpful mm -hmm. one because truth is, you know, reality is, is preferable. Yeah. And um, I, I used this term the other day in one of my classes and I said, and it's keeping up with the neurotypicals, right? You know, oh. kind of like keeping up wow. with the Joneses. <laughs> it's like keeping up with the neurotypicals. And then to make it even worse is we're like, okay, so how do other people do it with this other different brain? Oh, it's because they don't have ADD. But, you know, we're so judging that and making assumptions. It's ADD or not. Life yeah. is freaking hard. <laughs> you, you, I love that, by the way. Yeah. I think you should. You should I'm doing that. a post on that, keeping up with <laughs> the neurotypicals. <laughs> Because I, I do think that when you add our unique brain wiring, then then there's also a foundational piece there that's evolved. It's just be, it's become a, a a part of us, right? That if you're operating in that world where there's just that that sense of you know that's how to do it, and mm -hmm. that person tends to do it well. I I know that in my corporate experience, I learned um, I'm a verbal processor clearly. And I learned early in my 20s, don't open your mouth unless what's going to come out of your mouth is smart mm. and succinct. I know that I learned that lesson over a decade and that I am unlearning that lesson still. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Because then every step you're taking into um, anything you do, it's like, you know, 
approach with approach with a whole lot of you know buyer beware conscious like you know all these warning signs are going off for you where i'm the opposite of that is i always spoke up i was i've known to be unfiltered and oh there she goes opening her mouth again god knows what's going to come out and it and i take and i like what you say that because then if i reflect back i take that same approach to everything i do to the way i run my business the, the the business I have now is I just take a leap. Oh, my podcast is not perfect. I'm going to do it anyways. My social media strategy is not hundred percent all baked out. I'm going to do it anyways. Like, you know, I've gone through this transition, even with my Instagram that it looks different now than it did a few months ago because, Oh, I didn't like this branding. I'm changing my branding. Am I going to change it again? Probably. So, and then there's the, you know, think before you speak approach or that, be careful, which then can also really hold us back to caution. So, oh, yeah. yeah, and I don't know if either one is right or wrong. Oh, but if you're open to observing and dissecting it and say, okay, which one is the best of both worlds, or if there is any because because I'm I'm trying to quit the right and wrong judgy thing. I will I will say, no question in my mind that what your approach. Pro- provides is you're going to learn some stuff you're going to learn mm-hmm. some stuff oh yes you can't control what's going to come you can only say i'm putting it out there that's what i'm doing and then and then you get you get new uh, you, you get new new incoming information and and my my native way <laughs> you, you 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 can pretty much build a fortress mm-hmm. you know and you just become um unknown you know like people just don't quite know what to make of you then because it's ambiguous mm. and that's crap that's really crap that's mostly what i think i am uh, working my own way through now is that i came through business at that time where you know you had a business but, you know there's there's <laughs> there's who you are professionally right yeah, yeah. safe linkedin territory and then there's who you really are but oh those two things they don't go together well so talk about bifurcating or totally dividing you know yourself into into parts um mm-hmm. yeah i like your way yeah um, well, it's I, I, see <laughs> I see value for where my way can be helpful but you know i yeah yeah because with your way for me i like yours too because what it does is it you slow down and reflect and then when you do it, it it's like poof, magic like wow this is really good but what people don't know is the years or months that it took you to get there where for me, it's just like, it's, I put it out in the world as is with imperfections and everything. Mm-hmm. And then through my trials and errors and all of that, then all of a sudden there's gold. And then there's like people saying, Hey, I love your podcast or Hey, I, your Instagram feed has been so helpful with my diagnosis. And I'm like, Oh, okay, good. Oh. It works. <laughs> and what, and I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that it's that where, where's the, where has the, uh, the sparkly part been Kathy? So when you when you keep doing it and it's not perfect but you keep doing it, what's the part that keeps your brain going? <laughs> I want to stay at it. It's the the thirst for knowledge. It's the the hunger for um, also being of service to others. Because as I find stuff, I implement it on me, and then I'm like, oh, I want to share this. This 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 seems, this one is a good one to share. But then I also understand that. I'm just sharing. It's up to you whether you want to take the information, use the tool because everybody's different. Mm. But for me, it's 
the understanding of the brain neurology has been so fascinating. And it's something that I was always fascinated. Self-help has been in my life, I think all of my life. So it's, it's never going to stop. But, and now I understand my, the, the thirst that I had for who am I? That was, that was uh, explained to me when I got diagnosed wow. with ADHD. Right. I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Right. So now That's that I know what was underneath all of this chaos yeah. is now I continue to keep opening the doors and another door and, oh, this happens because of this. There's this, I heard this phrase the other day, cognitive hangover, which is like, you know, when, and I, I want to make sure I do justice to this. So I'll do another episode on it, but around how we hyper-focus on something, athletes go through it. People with extreme sports go through it where they're in this high of adrenaline, dopamine, everything's going on. Mm. And then they have to take days or months off because it's like your brain is like, dude, take a break. I can't do it. So where for me, I, I saw that as, oh, I just can't. Why is this happening? This is not good. I need to be constantly going. Right. So, And, and I'm going to add one experience to that and say that I actually had a great chiropractor back decades ago who, when I was in my constant traveling around the, the world and doing all these different gigs everywhere. Uh, he, he knew how, how really tight, you know, my body, you know, like, like how I would become. And he said to me once, okay, so you're, you're, you're like a professional athlete, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're at it through pain or whatever, without even knowing about it. Once I was on the airplane coming home, boom, like migraine yeah. headache, whatever. Yeah. And I would connect up my, like what you said, Kathy, about you would look at it and say, what the, you know, why this? I would also establish a, okay, now I'm back and now I'm going to, as I think I told you, be creative. I'm going to be creative now. Well, that was me then realized, then having the complete like horizontal, like I had to go flat and just re recover from all of that that had been involved. So that cognitive hangover mm -hmm. was real. And then, it, and then I would repeat the pattern. So I also see part of my, my allegiance to keeping current now as being some of seeing how I always had an aspiration of where I was going to let more of me be out there. But instead, I didn't understand a cognitive hangover, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not at all. And so what I had to have in terms of re restoration and recovery, um, I did it. But then, then it was uncomfortable that I hadn't done anything but that. So then I would fly back into action. Yeah, know? same. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it's this the same concept of when we come from vacation, the week after we get depressed. It's kind of the same thing. Is because you're on this high of oxytocin and all these happy hormones are kicking in, right? And then in the, for every up, there has to be a down. So no, that's right. That's a, that's yeah. A, yeah. And and there's just also that when you add uh, uh, the brain difference, then then that coming back from vacation to real life is just an unimaginable transition yeah. what right well, yeah. we we don't we don't grok transitions we you know our brains need so much help in in understanding mm. what's coming how we're going to help ourselves back into it um i'm learning that too even yeah. even more so than i ever have probably yeah 
Well, my friend, now we're like opening up other things. Like, can you see this ADD brain? The when it's a double whammy. <laughs> so that's another one. That's another episode on talking about the, the hangover of it. And, and once you're in your jam, how do you come off of that without feeling um, anxious or depressed and the comparison and all that other stuff? So Sherry, my friend, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for this conversation this candid conversation it was it was helpful to for me even to process it out mm. um any, any thoughts before i say adieu no this is my favorite most authentic conversation ever recorded <laughs> <laughs> Let that be in the the <laughs> yeah, there <Yeah>. you go <laughs> awesome well thank you thank you for coming on and finding this podcast to share it to the world with see there's your creativity is instead of doing it your own oh, i'm just gonna go to kathy's show and do it over there yeah just <laughs> there, you go. there you Come go yeah there you go good, good, let's all become self let's get current yeah, yeah. awesome thank you sherry till next episode i hope you guys enjoyed it don't forget to comment or to give us a review if there's any other topics that you want sherry and i to kind of go back and forth on we'd be happy to do so Till next episode, keep on shining.